0: Hello, Dick. Boys, how are we doing? Yeah, really well, thanks. And uh, we're getting to the pointy end, aren't we, of this NFL season. And let's firstly review these two games that we previewed when we had you on a couple of days ago. Uh, now, the fallout for Buffalo, I'm curious about in particular because Cincinnati really bossed that game and won 27 to 10 in Buffalo to go back to the AFC Championship game. But the Bills, Dick, they were favourites in the betting markets for much of the season. And uh, they've fallen short once again.
1: They certainly did. They were my pick to win the Super Bowl with you guys back in August. And uh, they had a wonderful regular season. Could not parlay that into the playoffs. And I think uh, one of the reasons was their inability and, and also lack of desire to run the football, guys. I mean, they got behind in this game. And there was a sense of, you just feel a palpable sense of panic. And when you have Super Bowl or bust aspirations like the Bills have had all season long, like they had all of last year, the pressure starts to mount. And I think the pressure mounted on this football team as they got behind in this game. And you can still come back from two scores down by running the football. In fact, I think that's the preferable way of coming back. Not panicking, not trying to get it all back at once. It's, it's very similar to a basketball team being down... 15 points. It doesn't mean you have to hoist threes every single play to try to get back into the game. you got to get back in slowly, methodically, get the momentum back. And Buffalo just did not try to do that. Didn't even attempt to run the ball, guys. Josh Allen was their leading ball carrier with eight carries and 26 yards. They only handed the ball to a running back 11 times the whole game. And you just cannot win football games that way. That result, if you would have told me that Cincinnati was going to win the game, I wouldn't have been particularly surprised. If you told me they were going to win by 17, I would have been shocked. I'm very surprised how that game ended up, at least in the
2: in the margin of victory for Cincinnati. Yeah, Dick, I see it the other way, mate. I, I reckon the fact that DeMar Hamlin um, you know, nearly died, I, I think yeah. that took a lot out of the Bills. Mm-hmm. I really did. I, I, I think it would be hard as a player to sit there and go through all those emotions that they went through and then have to play the following week. And I thought they were rusty, uh, understandably so, that week before. And I just think it all emotionally took its toll on Mm. them.
1: Oh, I don't disagree with you at all. I mean, I I think that definitely did. And you just didn't know how the team was going to respond, right? Mm. I mean, the optimists, and I was trying to be an optimist throughout this whole uh, situation, just saying, okay, they're going to rally behind this. They're going to win it for Damar. But, but psychology takes over, and I think you're exactly right. I think, uh, I think that, was, that was something that really exacerbated the situation. But even had the Damar Hamlin incident not taken place, this lack of a running game is a fatal flaw for Buffalo, and uh, it may have cost them anyway. But, uh, no, your point is very well taken.
0: In the other game, nineteen twelve, the 49ers over the Cowboys. And, uh, well, I think Dak Prescott, after he played so well the week before, just didn't quite stand up in this game. Did he? Brock Purdy, the rookie quarterback for the Niners, got the job done. The fallout for the Cowboys in particular out of this one, I'm sure there's been plenty of uh, criticism and commentary.
1: <laughs> well, the, the Cowboys are a very polarizing organization. I mean, they are called America's team. I think that's pretty silly because uh, they may have been America's team from 1970 to 1990, but they certainly haven't been America's team over the last 30 years. Uh, they don't even have an appearance in the NFC Championship game since, since 1995. So... Uh, Dak Prescott has taken uh, a lot of heat, and you know Dak is a good quarterback, but Dak is nothing more than a good quarterback. And I think any you know particularly hardcore Cowboy fans who just uh, you know think that uh, everything the Cowboys do is correct. I mean they they rested their future on Dak Prescott and decided to pay Dak elite money, and I'm sure we've talked about this and you know when it when it happened year, years ago, and I just. I just never understand teams, particularly in salary cap leagues like football, like the NBA, why you would pay good players elite money, and especially at the quarterback position that takes up such a percentage of the cap, and it's only going to get worse for the Cowboys and Dak. He's going to make $49 million against the cap next year. It's the second highest paid quarterback to Patrick Mahomes. And uh, the Cowboys are in deep trouble because they have a good, not great quarterback that they are paying elite money, and that is costing them at other positions. And uh, they certainly fell short of San Francisco. That one, that particular result was not a surprise to me this weekend.
2: What about the talk about the coach, Mike McCarthy? I I, I don't know. There's been some talk that he's not the right fit. He doesn't make great decisions. But do you think he survives, Dick? And is he the right bloke to take the Cowboys forward? I don't think he is
1: (laughs) I never have been a big Mike McCarthy fan uh, but Jerry Jones gave him a vote of confidence now Jerry Jones uh, you know he, he can he can change directions like like a flag on a windy day so I mean Jerry Jones can still pull the trigger on Mike McCarthy if he wishes but usually those decisions are made very soon after the season we don't see a coach fired normally weeks after the season ends. We usually see a coach fired days after a season ends. So um, it, it doesn't appear at this point like uh, that's going to happen. But I cannot imagine if they have another season next year, which they absolutely should. They should fall short next season. They're not going to be better. As I just mentioned, Dak makes so much more money. They can only go as far as they did this year, which is, you know, a 12-4 and 4 season, that's a great regular season. Can they parlay that into playoff success? I just don't think they can. And I think probably uh, if he does retain his job this year, which it looks like he will, uh, I think this will be the last year that Mike McCarthy coaches the Cowboys.
0: Okay, let's preview these championship games. And uh, two absolute belters, aren't they going to be? Now, I'll start yeah. with the AFC, Dick, because the betting market, wow, this has switched. Kansas City, a two dollar fifteen outsiders with us here at TAB. Cincinnati, a dollar seventy favorites going into Kansas City. The lines now two and a half. Kansas City, the plus. Uh, this opened the other way around, so this tells you this market tells you that can uh, the Patrick Mahomes' ankle must yeah. be very
1: very dodgy. Well, it's certainly enough to to change that market quite considerably. Now, everything we are hearing out of Kansas City is positive. Everything we're hearing is that, uh, hey, he's he's had a, a high ankle sprain before. This one's not as bad as that one. Uh, they're asking him on a daily basis how he feels. He says, you know, it's feeling better than I thought it was going to feel. So, um, I don't know if that's just optimism and wishful thinking. Patrick Mahomes certainly won't be. A hundred percent. There's no question about that. You can't fully heal from a high ankle sprain in one week, but can Patrick Mahomes still be effective? I think he can. I think he was reasonably effective in the, in the second half of the game this last weekend. I still think he can be effective in this game and, and maybe just maybe you're getting some pretty good value on the Kansas city chiefs. If you are one of those people that still feel like Patrick Mahomes can be 80, 90% of his uh, normal magic.
2: Yeah. Uh, so how do, they, how do they shut down Joe, uh, Joe Burrow then, Dick? I mean, what, what do they have to do? How, how much pressure can they get on him? And he's, obviously he's the key for, for Cincinnati. But if you were choosing quarterbacks for the future, do you go Mahomes or do you go Burrows? Well, we don't know well, had this great, conversation.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Patrick Mahomes is the more talented player. Uh, I think there's there's things that Patrick Mahomes does that we've never seen in the NFL before. Just uh, the magical ways that he gets out of trouble, the different arm angles, the pitches, the tosses, the underhand throws. I mean, he finds ways to get receivers the ball that no other quarterback has ever found ways to get receivers the ball. That being said, Joe Burrow is a spectacular pocket passer and maybe a more cleaner you know think about it as as maybe a guy that's just more fundamentally sound. You know, Patrick Mahomes is this guy that kind of does it his own unique way. Joe Burrow is the picture perfect what every quarterback coach would want in a quarterback because he just does everything so fundamentally sound which means that Joe Burrow doesn't have very much range in his games, right? You never see Joe Burrow have just a miserable game. A bad game for Joe Burrow is still pretty good by most people's standpoints. So um, I think really the key to this game is going to be more on the other side of the ball and what Patrick Mahomes can do against this Bengal defense because the Bengal defense in the last three games against Kansas City All Bengal wins. They have held Kansas City to just six total points in the fourth quarter. Kansas City's offense has not made good second-half adjustments against the Bengals in these matchups. They've all been close games, but they've all been games that Kansas City had and kind of let slip away. So it'll be interesting to see if we see that this weekend. I honestly have no great feeling on this one. I wouldn't put a lot of money on either side of this one. For one reason, it's, it's a good line right now. And two... You really don't know exactly what you're going to get from Patrick Mahomes, so this is not one that I'm putting the life savings on this weekend. I'm just going to sit back and watch it.
0: How physical is this NFC Championship game going to be? <laughs> Philadelphia, a dollar sixty-seven with tabs. San Francisco, two dollars twenty. Again, the lines two and a half. Eagles, the minus here
1: at home. Who do you fancy, Dick? I'm sticking with the Niners, guys. I mean, I know that. Brock Purdy would defy all odds in reaching the Super Bowl. We haven't seen it before. A rookie quarterback making the Super Bowl. Particularly a rookie quarterback that was the last person drafted. But they have found a way with that offense to let brock purdy only do what he is able to do they never ask brock purdy to do too much and the rest of that offense with george kittle i mean just making some magical catches in that game this weekend against dallas uh, with debo samuel both out of the backfield as a running back as well as a wide receiver and then adding christian mccaffrey This team, guys, really reminds me of my Seahawks back in 2013 when they won the Super Bowl. They had a really young quarterback in Russell Wilson, an unheralded guy. Wasn't the last pick in the draft, but he was a third-round pick. Russell Wilson was not a high-draft pick. He was a guy that they just kind of found, and he just worked perfectly. Now, Russell had a year under his belt in 2012 um, before he won the Super Bowl in 2013. But, you know, you've got the pounding running game that the Seahawks had in Marshawn Lynch. You've got, uh, you know, the defense that is just as good a defense that I've seen in the NFL since then. I mean, I know I'm underselling the Eagles a little bit, and I shouldn't be because they've had an unbelievable year. But I am in awe when I watch that San Francisco 49ers team uh, play defense. They hit at a different level than any team that I've seen in years. And uh, I just want to see if Jalen Hurts. Can handle that. I think it'll be a great game. I think it'll be a lower scoring game, but I do like San Francisco in this. And San Francisco is the outsider amongst the four teams to win the Super Bowl. I think it's like plus 300 or plus 350. That's where I'm personally putting my money on the San Francisco 49ers. And uh, as long as Brock Purdy does not make any fatal mistakes like Dak Prescott did last week, I think uh, I think San Francisco wins despite uh, you know being on the road in Philadelphia. It's going to be a great game.
2: Just on that then, Dick, like Cole Shanahan. I know he hasn't won, you know, a Super Bowl, and um, you know there's there's been plenty of other uh, coaches that have won Super Bowls and you know, multiple Super Bowls. But in terms of what he's been able to do over a period of time since he's been in charge of San Francisco, and he's gone through some drama with quarterbacks along the way, and he's you know, using his third stringer here. Where, where does he rate? Well, he is
1: rising up the rankings. We actually had uh, just about that same uh, argument or, or debate yesterday on, on my radio show, and we kind of compared him to, to Pete Carroll. And, uh, and who would you rather have right now, Kyle Shanahan or Pete Carroll? And, you know, Kyle Shanahan is still a young man. I mean, he is 43 years of age. Uh, he's learned from some very bad mistakes in the past, like when he was offensive coordinator of the Atlanta Falcons. He was the author Uh, of the greatest Super Bowl comeback in history when Tom Brady uh, was able to come back and largely because of the play calling by Atlanta. They just did not use the clock the way they needed to use the clock. They threw too many passes, allowed uh, Tampa Bay to come back in that game. Uh, He also lost a 10-point lead in the Super Bowl to Patrick Mahomes in the fourth quarter. So he's got some black marks. There's no question about it, but He has been unbelievable in how he's been able to, no matter who the quarterback is, whether it's Jimmy Garoppolo or Brock Purdy, neither one of them extremely talented quarterbacks, he has been able to get the most out of them and still be one of the best offenses in the NFL despite an elite quarterback. And that really says something about Kyle Shanahan.
0: So just before you go, Dick, so San Francisco to play who in the Super Bowl, Cincinnati or Kansas
1: City? Oh, man. My... I should take Cincinnati, Thanks I should, guy. but I'm not going to i'm <laughs> I'm, gonna take, I'm gonna take Mahomes one more time before that contract gets uh gets too problematic and uh, and say that Kansas City gets there uh, against San Francisco, but my two favorite bets are are San Francisco and I also like the under. On that San Francisco Philadelphia game, I think it's going to be, uh, you know, kind of a similar slog to what we saw San Francisco Dallas be because everybody came in saying, well, look at San Francisco's offense! Look at Dallas's offense! You know, this is going to be a game in the in the mid to high 40s." And what was it? It was 19 to 12 or whatever. So I, I see both of these teams, you know, kind of keeping it in the low 20s. So we finish under that uh, under that total. I'm not. It was at about 40. 40- 6 something like that like right now 45
0: and a half at the moment okay
1: yeah i mean wait till it goes you might get to you might tick up a, a number to 46 46 and a half if you get that then that's even better value thanks so much mate all right gentlemen we'll talk to you next week.